Amen. Well, Happy New Year, y'all. It's good to be here with you. Uh, if, if I don't know you, if we haven't met yet, my name is Eric Hoffman, one of the executive pastors here at Fellowship, and so good to be with you. And uh, if, I'm, if I don't seem as upbeat, um, it's because yesterday I have entered into a house of mourning today, uh, Michigan lost by one, you know, <laughs> technically the touchdown was a touchdown, so we won by one point, but no one else is uh, acknowledging that. We TCU fans in here? Who's a TCU fan? Get out of here. Get, no, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. I'm messing, I'm messing with you. Um, so grateful uh, to be with you uh, here as we kick this off. One of the things we're going to do today that's a little bit different um, than, than normal Sundays is, is one of the things I wanted to do is give us space for something we desperately need, but don't often uh, create space for, is to, to look back in remembrance but also to be able to plan and think about what are we asking God for in this next year? What are we, what are we coming to Jesus with of, of renewing our, our pursuit of, of following Jesus with our whole, our whole heart, but our whole lives? And so to be able to have this space as we, as we begin a new year is, is really important. And so I want us to, to do that. And it's all gonna flow together. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna guide us through um, so kind of some different sections. And so these three sections are, is this what this is gonna look like? We're gonna look back in remembrance. We're gonna walk through a time of confession and, and repentance, but then we're gonna look towards this next year in renewal of, of asking God to renew uh, what, we're, what we're our commitment to following Jesus. And so we're gonna be walking through that. So this whole time will kind of flow from one part to, uh, to another. And I want you to be thinking about it kind of as a, as a guided prayer um, that we're walking through. And one of the places that we're going to end up is, is 1 John. We're going to be walking through the first chapter of 1 John. And John, uh, as a follower of Jesus, one of the people who is tangibly with, physically with Jesus, He's gonna, we're just gonna allow his, his kind of, uh, his flow in First John to kind of guide our time together as we do this. So as we begin, let's, uh, let's enter prayer um, now, and I'm just gonna just lead us through a prayer as we begin uh, today together. Father, as we enter prayer now, uh, let us pause as we be still, for us to take some slow breaths as we fill our lungs with air we are mindful that it is you who sustains our life and gives us air to breathe and so we center our focus on you Jesus we rest in your presence with us and so Lord in this season and this day would we open our ears to hear from you and prepare our hearts for what you have for us together in this day. Amen. So if you have your scriptures, you can turn to 1 John. If not, it will be on the screen. But John, a disciple of, of Jesus, is now writing a letter uh, to, to a corporate body, a, a church. And so if you think about, if you think about a, a letter going to us, John is, is gonna be encouraging us in some, in some ways, a, a group of believers who have come together in Jesus. And so I want you to, to be mindful. So kids, here's what, I, here's what I want to invite you into as well, and adults the same. 
When we talk about following Jesus, following Jesus as a, as a disciple, a disciple is a learner or a student. So a student of Jesus is somebody who does what Jesus does and obeys what Jesus commands. And so we're gonna be learning what this means. So in the new year, as we start January, as we start off next Sunday and then a few following Sundays, we're gonna be uh, asking the question, what does it mean for us to follow Jesus as a church? Like, how do we do this individually? But how do we do this as a church? And so we're gonna start off there and then we're gonna go back into the book of John. And I think this is one of the most important questions that each of us can ask is, as a follower of Jesus, what does it mean for you to follow Jesus in your life? I mean, that should be such an easy question to answer, but, but tangibly, um, I find that that is actually one of the, the hardest things for us as, as Christians is, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And it's kind of like, we're kind of grasping some, for some things. And so we wanna just with clarity, be able to lay out, here's what it means for, for you and for us corporately to follow Jesus. Uh, with our whole heart? And then how do we help others do the same? And so we're gonna be walking in that. But let's look at what John is going to be doing. Here's what I wanna invite you into. As we look at this scripture passage, what John is writing, I want you to notice that John is, is talking about his, when he experienced following Jesus, it was all of who he was. So we, let's look, when we look at this passage, I want you to be thinking about what are the five senses that we have and, and how does John portray these senses of, of when he's talking about what it meant to follow Jesus? So when, when we come across something that is one of our senses, I want you just to kind of shout it out or kind of help, I might pause and you just read, read that along. So follow along with me on the screen and, and in, in your scriptures and we'll, we'll look for that. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, and now we testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So John is looking back in remembrance of what it meant to, to follow Jesus, what it meant to be with Jesus. And the thing I want you just to pay attention to is as we read this, John, it's his whole, it's his whole human experience was, was, is what he's recollecting. His, his whole human experience of seeing and heard and touched, he tangibly experienced Jesus in all that he was. So when we follow Jesus with our whole heart, it's following Jesus with all of our lives, all that we are. It's not just with our, not just, sorry, with our minds, but it's, it's with all that we are that we are following Jesus, that we're experiencing who he is and what he's like. And then, from that, we then proclaim to others our experience of who Jesus is. Uh, we, we tell of who Jesus is, we tell his message. And so as we walk through, one of the purposes of what John is doing here is as he's remembering what it was like to follow Jesus, he isn't just remembering just for his own sake. Who, whose sake is it for? It's for all 
so that others may join in with fellowship of, with the Father, so relationship with God, but relationship with others. So as John remembers what it is like to follow Jesus, it's not just for his benefit of remembering. Does John benefit from that? Yes. But whose is it for? That we may have fellowship with one another and with Jesus. And so one of the things I want us to do is I have a few questions of just walking us through remembering what God has done in this past year, remembering what God has done in this past year. And, and I, wanna, I wanna just guide us through what John uh, did, that he started with uh, what, his, what his eyes have, have seen or, or what he has heard. And so I wanna start with back on what you've heard God say. So here's our, here's our question that I want you to be praying about in the ne- this next minute, is reflect back on what you heard God say to you through the spoken word. So this could be, this could be uh, through a teaching that you heard here at Fellowship or somewhere else, through someone has shared with you, uh, through what you've learned or what you've heard uh, from the scriptures. Uh, so I want you just to think through what has God taught you that you've heard uh, this last year? So let's, let's, if this might be helpful for some of us to close our eyes and just to think back through, God, what have you been teaching me through your spoken word? What have I heard you say? So let's just take a minute to remember what you've heard, and in turn, what you've learned from God this year. Right now, there might be some phrases or even some some concepts or <clears throat> some things that you've heard spoken to you. And so now we move into this next, this next part of, of what John is, is reminding and remembering, it moves into what he's seen. So let's, let's, there's a prompt question. What did you see God do in your life, in the lives of those around you this past year? What, is, what did you see God do? God, there's, there's, God is on the move around us and in us. What did, what did you see God do in and around you this past year that you want to remember? So let's again, let's just take a moment and think through what did we see God do in and around us? I think through this question, it immediately kind of takes me to this next one of what did we, what did we experience with our, with our touch? Where do we see God's, God's hand in, in our life? And so this next, this next question is going to lead us to prom. Where were you able to, to physically serve somebody else? Like where did you actually kind of do what John did? It was actually an expression of, of, of Jesus, of serving and becoming the hands and feet of Jesus to somebody else. Where did you have that opportunity or you could take this one, where did you see God's hand provide for you? Um, when, I, when I started thinking through what did I see God do, it, it automatically started moving me to the people God has placed in my life who through his provision to community, through people that have actually, where the spirit was moving in their life or just financial provision. There's been, there's been several times this past year where we actually were like, you know, we actually just don't have money to do that. 
And then God provided through different ways for us to be able to experience something or to do something for our family. And so there was, there's tangible ways where, where we saw God's hand of provision. But then there's also some ways this past year of, of opportunities where, where I was able to serve somebody else and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I want you just to think through where did you uh, actually experience the, the touch um, that, that John was describing? Where did you actually experience that in your life? So let's take a minute to think through, through that. For each of us, we may need to, to go home and, and think through even more uh, circumstances or situations where God showed his faithfulness. But one of the things that John is doing here in the first a few verses of the first chapter of John is he's, he's kind of pointing out like how he's remembering following Jesus was his whole experience, his whole life. It incorporated his whole life of following Jesus and that's true of us too, of what we've seen, of what we've heard, of what we've touched as we've kind of walked through that. But the purpose of John sharing that was that he would center in on who Jesus is, that he is the word of life. He is the, the light of the world that he is sent from the father, that we may have fellowship with the father. And so it's moving us toward Jesus. And so as we remember what these things of this past year, one of the things that I want us to do is I want you to stand up. And, and one of the things that we, you can stand up right now, one of the things we're corporately gonna do is we're gonna sing of God's faithfulness. Because John, when he's looking back uh, on following Jesus, what, it, what it's actually doing is he's saying, I actually want my remembrance of who Jesus is, what I've seen, what I've heard, that it would be so that we together have fellowship with each other, but also have fellowship with God the Father. And so it's moving, the, moving us to actually center our life on Jesus, that we now have this, this gratefulness, this gratitude. We remember for, for gratitude, moving us to remember God's faithfulness, and we do this together. So let's respond to this, this portion of just singing great is thy faithfulness together. So God, we just, as we close this part of remembrance, we look back as, as John did with our, our remembrance, actually being our, our whole lives of you, what we've seen, of what we've heard, of what we've touched. And we remember together corporately that God, you have been, you've been faithful even in the midst of the hardest times that your presence has not left us. We thank you for that. Amen. You can have a seat. So now we move into uh, repent. To repent is, and I want to, you know, maybe you grew up in church and like you just hear repent and you're like, uh, you know, it just kind of brings up all sorts of memories for you. I want to just kind of, I want to bring the, the meaning of this word. And then for us in particular with, with John and what he's going to he's gonna to move to, he moves from a remembrance to kind of the gospel message that he's heard, which brings into confession. 
And so to repent is to turn and to, to if you're heading this direction is to, to turn and reorient yourself and head into a different direction. And so for us as followers of Jesus, repentance is one of a daily thing that we do. And why do we do it? It's not to, it's not to be like, ah, oh, you know, I screwed up again or, you know, the, to point to, to how, how we've, we've screwed up. It's actually to point us back to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our, our faith, but he is our light. He is the one that we say we need our life in, that we would find ourselves in Jesus. And it's acknowledging that we have a tendency to go astray, to look away from him and look for life and make choices that look for life apart from Jesus. And so as we move into confession, it's a repentance is to turn back to Jesus, who we are following and saying, we have had a tendency to go in our own way. And we want to have this time to come back and change course where we've looked for life apart from you. So in, in verses five, John continues where he moves into the message of the gospel, the good news. And so I'll read it out loud for us, verses five through nine, and then we'll respond together. This is the message that we have heard from him, from Jesus, and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So he brings us back to the message which he had heard from Jesus and then which he is now proclaiming, which is that Jesus is the perfect one. Jesus is the light who has been sent from the father. He is the light of the world, the word of life become flesh. And he is the one who is our righteousness. He is the one that actually binds us together that if anyone is in him, we are now belong to him. We are now his church, that we are now a family of faith, that we are his, we belong to Jesus. And that is our greatest hope in this life and in death that we belong to Jesus. That is our hope. And so that because we belong to Jesus, we can respond to this way that we can confess because that is what's best for us to be in him, to be found in him. Is, is not to try to do life apart from him or seek our own righteousness, but actually it's Jesus's righteousness that we seek. It's Jesus's life that covers us and that we have assurance of pardon. He is our savior and rescuer. We are not our own savior and rescuer. And that is a good thing for us to turn back to Jesus in recognition of that. So what I wanna do is for verses eight through nine, uh, John, as John leads us, that we would corporately uh, live this and, and, and say this as a prayer of confession for us. And then we'll have a couple questions that will guide us. So would you read this with me as a prayer of confession? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we come to Jesus and saying, we are not sinless, but we are in great need. And we have a tendency to go our own way. And so we are reorienting ourselves to you, Jesus. And so here are a couple of questions that I want you to think through. Where did you look for life apart from Jesus? And where did you choose darkness over light? Where did you choose the, almost the deconstruction rather than the recreation? 
Where did you look for life apart from Jesus? And here's what I want you to do as we consider this. I want you to actually take out the elements of the Lord's table and to tangibly have these in, in your hand as John leads us to tangibly remember of, of his remembrance was, was of the, the senses to tangibly remember that we would hold the elements of the Lord's table in our hands as we reflect back, as we confess. And so with kids in the room, I wanted to just acknowledge what, what Lord's table is, that the, there is this bread and this juice, that we are remembering the good news of Jesus, that he has broken his body on our behalf, that he followed his father's commands. He lived a life that we could not live perfectly. It's his perfect life lived on our behalf. And so we come to him and it's the, it's the blood that reminds us that it is actually his righteousness, that his life given for us, that we may find life in him and belong to him for eternity. And so when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we come to be able to, he invites us to come to remember what he has done, but also the good news. So we remember and we celebrate all that Jesus has done. And so as we hold this, so this is the, or a tangible reminder of the good news, the gospel of Jesus, as we reflect on these two questions, where did we look for life apart from him? And where did we make choices that were choices that led us into more darkness over the light? So close your eyes and take a couple minutes with these elements in your hand to remember and to repent. Jesus, we, we confess corporately that we are in need of you, our rescuer, our redeemer. We confess where we have tried to live life apart from you, where we've even tried to do good things in our own strength, sometimes trying to build our own righteousness. We confess that. We confess to you because you are the perfect one. We confess and we realign to you. Jesus, we even in our confession acknowledge that we cannot follow you in our own strength. That we can't do what you call us to do of loving our enemies, of serving others, of putting others before ourselves. We cannot do this alone and apart from you. We need your spirit. We need your guidance. We need you to empower us. And Jesus, you, as you walked this earth, showed us what it meant to be a physical, to have a physical body, to follow your father with all of your life. And so Jesus, we remember your broken body and we ask for you to empower our bodies that we, as we, live out following you, we would be a tangible expression of your love and grace to others. So we remember your broken body. Remember how you followed your father perfectly and obeyed every command. And you were sinless. Take and eat the bread. And in the same way, your blood 
reminds us of your perfect righteousness, of your life, death, and resurrection, that it is through your blood that we were purchased, that we are redeemed, that we are adopted sons and daughters, now brothers and sisters, bound together through you, Jesus. So we remember together all that you've done for us, and we celebrate that we are now one with you. And the Father, take and drink. So the great assurance of, of Jesus, that we have assurance of, of not only our pardon, we confess our sins, we is faithful and just forgive us, but that we are in fellowship with, with God the Father and with one another. So with that, we now move to a different section, uh, section where we're gonna talk about what does it mean to renew our steadfast commitment to following Jesus. For our mission here at Fellowship is to become a community of people who follow Jesus with our whole heart and help others do the same, that we would so passionately be about following Jesus with all of our life, with our thoughts, emotions, desires, and choices, with everything that we are, that we would be about following Jesus, our lives being centered on him, that we would have a renewed commitment to do so. And so what I want us to do is we move into uh, prayers of renewal and hope uh, for us individually and then for us as a church. I want us to read this um, Philippian, this passage in Philippians 3, 12 through 14 as, a, as kind of a corporate prayer of renewal. And what we're gonna see Paul do here is he's gonna actually do that, this very prayer for us of, of renewing our steadfast pursuit of Jesus alone. So would you read this as a, as a prayer of renewal um, for all of us together? Let's read this out loud together. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which for Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straying toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What is, what is Paul saying here? I'm, I'm so laser focused on pursuing Jesus. He is, my, he is my one goal. He is what I am pursuing with all of my life. Would that be our prayer as well? Would that be that God would, would be honored in all that we do with everything that we do to be pursuing, moving towards following Jesus with everything that we are, that Jesus would be glorified in, in our lives, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, with those that we have uh, around us, that he has placed us there, that we would pursue Jesus and then help others do the same so that they would know who Jesus is and they would come to find their life in him. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna collectively, as we just prayed this prayer, we're gonna, we're gonna collectively uh, have our prayers um, be displayed. On, and if you look over here, you can see the first service where I have these post-it notes that you, you picked up. And what I want you to do is I want you to think through and reflect through these two questions that were of, of renewal of what we're looking for in this next year. What are you asking God to renew in you as you follow Jesus this year? And what are you praying and putting your hope in Jesus for this year? You can pick one or both of those to think through, but what we want you to do is we want you to take a couple minutes to think through, Jesus, 
as, as Paul laid out there, what does it look like for me to, to pursue with such laser focus and passion that you are to know you and make you known that, that I would be renewing some part of, of following you this year and what am I hope in you, Jesus? What am I hopeful for? So there might be something that you're thinking about already of, of I wanna renew what it means to follow Jesus. And, and here's, what, here's what I'm praying for. Or it might be something that you're hoping for that in Jesus, that you're, it's like, this is out of my reach, but I'm, I'm hoping for this to have happen. And what we want you to do is over the next couple songs, we want you to be able to write down that prayer and then to be able to go put it on, on the whiteboard. You can put it on the one that has post notes or the empty one over there. But this for us is, is collectively putting our prayers and our hopes in Jesus, not only individually, but us corporately as a church, that we'd be following Jesus, not only us personally, but again, as a church, that we would be putting our hope in Jesus and what that looks like. And you can go put those uh, sticky notes over there. And we're just gonna be singing in response to that. And then I'll come up and give you instructions after that. So as we, as we go to prayer, let me pray for, pray for you. As you th- think about what you're hoping for, what you're pursuing, what you're asking for in this next year. Jesus, I, I pray that your spirit would bring to mind uh, areas right now in each individual's life. It could be that there's, there's someone in this room who's, who's starting their journey, that's curious about you, Jesus, and what it means to follow you. I pray that they would, they would write a prayer that would be a, a desire to know you and to grow in a relationship with you. For those who feel hopeless right now, I pray that you would give them a prayer of hope. For those who are, are seeking uh, for you to, to respond in, in a way that if you don't respond, they, there's just such desperation there. Would you remind them of your great promises? Jesus, for those who, who may not know you, we'd be praying for them as well in these moments. So we ask your spirit to guide us and renew us in these moments. And when you're ready, you can take your prayers over there. We're gonna be seeing a response. So good to be with you on this New Year's Day. Um, I'm just reminded, like I, I probably wouldn't have spent New Year's Day morning doing what we just did, but it's such a good reminder that we need each other to help each other follow Jesus. And so we think about our mission is to become a community of people that help each other, you know, follow Jesus for a whole heart, but help each other, you know, as we help others do the same. You know, one of the things that we did in this service is to end a little bit early to be able to have coffee and donuts in two different places. And so if you're starting a diet, I'm so sorry um, that, we're, that we're doing that this morning. But kids, you can go at it. This is second service. So whatever's left is just like fair game, okay? So one of the things that I wanna do is also, we, we have uh, the donors up here to, to pray with you if, if you wanna pray with somebody. But I wanna just, uh, just remind you guys, uh, that as we do this, I know maybe you're an introvert and you're like, man, I just wanna beeline out of here. I wanna just encourage you to have at least one conversation with someone. You guys sit near, near people and just be able to get to know them, uh, to be able to, for us to be a family of faith as we, as we live this out. And so we have, you know, we have plenty of time just to be able to just go over there, grab donuts and coffee, to be able to have conversation. Uh, it was just really rich to be able to, to do that first service, but then also to go over there and read the prayers 
of, of our brothers and sisters and what they're praying for, what they're hoping for, what we're praying for as a church is, is just such a beautiful thing. So let me pray for us and then we'll just kind of let you guys just go, go wild on the donuts, okay? All right, let me pray for us. Father, as we, as we live out, we're reminded by uh, John's words um, that following you really is, en- encompasses all of who we are and that we'd be on the lookout for what we're seeing with our eyes, what we're hearing with our, our ears and what we're speaking and proclaiming and what we're touching with our hands, that you would remind us that as we follow you, we follow you with all that we are and we do so together. We don't do this alone. So I pray for the conversations that happen in these next few moments, that you would even and help us get to know one another as we enter fellowship with one another, but also with you. Praise in your name. Amen. Amen.